the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday afternoon here at Millburgers. I mean, I don't know if the humidity's down. I don't know what it is, but the sun is out. There's not a... What's, well, there's not a 40-mile-an-hour <laughs> wind that's blowing That's a good point. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day out here at the nursery. Not a cloud in the sky. I'm looking out the porch. Uh, it's one of those big old baby blue Texas skies, and it's uh, a crisp day. So come on out and uh, enjoy all the color at Millburgers and uh, take some of that color home and put it in your yard and just uh, have a great way to uh, every day you come home, you'll be thinking about how beautiful you've made the yard and your home look. So uh, it starts today, right? All right, come on out. You can come ask a gardening question, too. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. i got some people that may call in today. If they don't, then I'll ask a question. Uh, we've got some questions on fire ants that are just... Uh, Causing some problems, but we won't answer them yet. But uh, I'll, I'll, if she doesn't call by one, I'll, I'll kind of jump awesome. in with a question. Also, I'm all excited because I've got uh, more martins now. Finally, oh really? The martins are yeah. in? They still have not. They're still uh, not <laughs> using my new houses. It's just like they ignore mm. them. You know, they fly around them, and but they're filling up the old the old ones. I've got more. I've got at least ten pairs. I call counted but it's uh it's hard to count martins you know they're always moving yeah i don't know but uh that'd be cool if you uh give us a little uh, report on your martins too i think at this point um what you got is what you're going to have uh but i guess there's a, a, a small chance that you'll get some more before the end of april and about 12.30, we hope to interview Michael Eason, who's written a book, Wildflowers of Texas. You might know Michael uh, from his work at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to him about the book. If you're into wildflowers, uh, and I think almost every gardener and every Texan is, then uh, this is an interesting book, and you're gonna. it's kind of a field guide, uh, but with a little, uh, maybe a little bit more than a field guide, too. So... Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to talk to him and touch base with him about why he wrote the book and how you can use it. It's yeah, there's some some uh, s- several exceptional characteristics of the book are different. Yeah, uh, that I that I kind of appreciate. So. Cool, good, all right. 
Well, good. Well, and that should be about 1230, so uh, you want to be tuned in for that. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Gentlemen, how are you all doing? Good. Well, do we want to, we want to, uh, gardening volunteers? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Or all right. I want to mention uh, this is the last day. Uh, to get the Cosmos from uh, Wild Seed Farms. Oh wow! You know we uh, they they're set, got thirty percent off Cosmos uh, for a quarter a quarter of pounds and pounds through April 9th through fifteenth, which is today. Yeah, remember this is the the flower that you can kind of you can pl- plant or just spread in your wildflower fields now and it, it'll uh, do a good job of coming up in the summertime and yeah right on top of as long as you have seed soil contact it'll come up and, and uh, the neat thing about it is uh it, it once it gets established it actually does better without water and fertility yeah and it's good it keeps good, it smaller good keep, butterfly plant oh and, yeah butterfly can, hummingbird and can deal with the hot weather and the drought and uh in a lot of cases, you know, it, it kind of brings you through the ugly period, the wildflower ugly period, because you got that re- blooming and reseeding for the summer, while your blue bonnets and uh, coreopsis and poppies are all setting and dropping their seed, because we're, we're always you know, alerting folks, and it uh, always seems to be a uh, issue. Don't cut them down too early. You know, let them mat- mature before yeah. you. You get frustrated with the uh, weed-like look out there of wildflowers. And, and cosmos can kind of, you know, they, they they don't immediately start blooming, but pretty quick. Yeah, have your bunny blooms stopped blooming yet? Or they've got, uh, have they all gone to seed, bunny bloom larkspur? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, here. No, they're going, they're going gangbusters still. That's what I, that's what I was, uh, yeah. when you were talking about... Uh, uh, covering up uh, seeding seeding plants. Uh, that that's what we used to use with our blue bonnets with a uh, uh, bunny bloom larkspur. Yeah, it worked. It's worked really well this year. I've limited them to the back end of the. Now they kind of overwhelmed the dianthus. Oh yeah. But the snapdragons are holding their own, and uh, I've started to plant uh, zinnias too because. Uh, uh, the, some of the snaps are showing the rust that we expect when the warm weather starts. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, you know, the boom, the booms on those rocket snapdragons are so spectacular right now for cut flowers that you don't want to take them out too early. But, uh, yeah, lots of action, and Cosmos can be part of that action. They they bloom in the summer, they reseed, and Jerry is, they, I take it they've got the the gold and the yellow more than the pink and the white and the lavender. Yeah, it doesn't say what the color is. The, the color, the picture they give shows a multiple. Yeah, so you can colors. You can so, uh, get, but I, get I many know colors. They have different colors. But uh, we, Jerry, I think Jerry and I always find that the gold and the yellow. Are, yeah, that's are the, the strongest. One. Yeah, they're the showiest, and they're and they're the ones that reseed the most readily. But this deal is only for uh, uh, internet, uh, you know, online orders. Online, online orders. So you can go in there, uh, wildseedfarms.com. 
and uh, uh, get them get them today, and you get 30% off Cosmos when you buy a quarter of a pound or or, or as many pounds as you want. That's a lot of seed. So, so, yeah, that's a lot of seed, and uh, they germinate real good. And let's see, what do they say? The sun grows an average of three feet in height and prefers well-drained soil. No need to fertilize. That's what I just said. Rich, fertile soil tends to produce tall, lanky uh, plants with few blooms. So that's, that's one of the few plants that we talk about not fertilizing. And uh, they said use code SC30 at checkout, online orders only. That, that code is SC, like South Carolina, 30. SC30 at the checkout online to get 30% off. All right. So I thought I'd mention that again. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, we're talking about events and stuff that's going on. April 21st, that's next Saturday here at Millburgers. It's going to be a fiesta little celebration. We've I got, can already wait. I know. Here's what we got going on. Besides all the beautiful plants, a fiesta of colors, if you will. Uh, fajita tacos and drinks will be available. Uh, sponsored by BWI, which uh, just it's for two. It's for a dollar, and that dollar donation goes right to the San Antonio Food Bank. That's going to be from 10 to 2. Fiesta Medals, Millburgers Fiesta Medal is, is really kind of cute, and uh, it's uh, one of the neatest ones I've seen. Uh, it's an old-time pickup truck with their cute. logo on it. Yeah. Kind of, it's kind of creative and uh, cute sounds, too. Cute. Oh, you want it to? It's kind of. you want it to sound like? It's a. Uh, it's a horticulture, uh, yeah. classic San Antonio gardening uh, kind of thing. It's a horticultural classic icon of an old pickup truck <laughs> full of plants and shovels and uh, flowers. So uh, it's uh, it's sure to be noticed by uh, folks that are noticing your... Uh, I wonder whose truck it is. I don't know. That'd be neat if it really was somebody's truck. Yeah. Yeah, park it out here. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and uh, let's see. So what else? So that's the Fiesta Medal. That's $7, and that goes right back to the Salvation Army of San Antonio. There will be a balloon artist, a face painter from 10 to 2. And you ready for this? Here's something fun. You know, the Fiesta hats are big and popular, so they're uh, they're cute. Maybe they are. Yeah, I don't yes. know. I, I'm, Calvin does not have a Fiesta still hat. Still not sure what a Fiesta hat is. I will show you. Okay. And everyone wearing a Fiesta hat. Are you going to wear a cute one, Milton? Uh, I think it's mostly a, a gal's thing. Oh, I but I don't know. Maybe not. We'll look for men with fiesta hats. They're kind of the big, the big hats with uh, flowers and fiesta stuff on them. Okay, so that's not a fiesta hat. No, that is not okay. a fiesta hat. It could be made into one. But anyway, anyone wearing a fiesta hat to the nursery on April 21st will be awarded a free 2018 Millburgers nursery pin, and that pin will be uh, that donation will be made to the Salvation Army in their honor. Oh, wow, that's yeah, generous. that's kind of neat. I'll get you those pictures. You all talk. I'll find Fiesta. Okay, that's <laughs> uh, um, for you. Well, we mentioned we mentioned uh, what is the third Monday? Always we always have the, uh, uh, the gardening volunteers of South Texas always hold their educational event. They're doing something a little different uh, this month. Uh, they're going to hold it at Fanix Nursery down there on the south side, and uh, 
the topics are they're usually a good choice. Jerry, you want to? Is it? Yeah, the ride ride plan for the ride location will be session one. Uh, members of the Salls Conservation Department, including Mark Peterson, I've heard of him before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will be on hand to present the new SAWS recommended plant list and rebate program, highlighting some of the plant characteristics and how they were selected uh, and and how water saver landscape designs can help provide beauty and save money. Of course, Millburgers is a prominent part of that, uh, their program. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, additionally, uh, GVST's Karen Stram, Strom, a landscape design school consultant and butterfly garden specialist, will be there to provide hands-on demonstrations and guidance on plant selection and placement. So that's going to be session one. Uh, session, section two, session two, because all this starts at noon at 12, 12 o'clock. And uh, session two will be the proper uh, tree selection, planting, and care. And member member of the uh, Alamo Forest uh, Partnership, including uh, GVST Rob DeRosha, Texas A&M Regional Community Forester Mark, uh, good Lord, Kozak, at our tree services, uh, David Vaughn, and uh, those are some really good uh, tree people, and uh, some people from uh, uh, CPS Energy will explain CPS Energy's green shade program and benefits of tree canopy to our landscape and energy bill in San Antonio. They will discuss how to properly select, plant, and care for your tree. Finishing with a hands-on planting demonstration, a hands-on tree planting demonstration. So uh, that's uh, that, that's going to be be fun to watch. Uh, it's a lot of people don't don't actually know how to plant a tree. You know, you, you just don't slam it in the hole there. You might plant it too deep, or and they'll talk about how to plant uh, the right depth and things like that. It's a good program. Yeah, additionally, uh, City Arbor's Mark Bird will be on hand to answer questions about tree planting and trees. Uh, also, there'll be an event to garden uh, tube sharpening for $3, a potluck lunch, and also a, a plant sale. So that sounds like a full day. I hope they have good weather. That's tomorrow. Monday and it's not gonna be not gonna be at the San Antonio Garden Center like it usually is. It's gonna be at the uh, it's gonna be at uh, at Fanic Garden Center, and the and the reason they're having it at Fanic Sa- Garden Center is because they've got a place out there to plant a tree, actually plant a tree. I was wondering if they did. They've got so many old trees that have been planted over the years. That yeah, th- this is across the road. Oh, okay. They're having, they're having it across the road. The old Blue Bonnet Field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, and uh, Phoenix is out there on off of W.W. White on Home Green. So 1025 Home Green. So that'll be good. All right. And for more information, go to gardeningvolunteers.org. There you go. Hey, um, I apologize to the men out there. I did not know. I can try to do a fiesta hat. If I if you I do one, will you do one? 
Uh, if you look online, aha, I silenced you on that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. if you look online for Fiesta hats, uh, there's guys wearing them. And they're just basically decorative hats with Fiesta-style things. They're uh, as elaborate as I see one man wearing a sombrero with a, a piñata on top of it and beads and all the cool stuff. Uh, one man has a multi-layer stuff. One woman has a, uh, wow, I mean... Yeah, they're pretty elaborate. They can be. Some are very simple. Some are elaborate. I mean, how do they walk with all that weight on there? <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, know if it's a lot of weight or not. Now, if they were in the wind, that like last yeah. uh, yesterday, they would. That'd be challenging. The hat would be spread all over the country. But I think for Fiesta, you just do it. You know, yeah, that's what it takes. So See, this one wouldn't. A couple be. of margaritas and man, I'll wear a hat. Like so that. go go online if you want to see what Fiesta hats look like, and uh, you can uh, see all kinds of fun pictures. And so the deal is, if you uh, wear your Fiesta. Fiesta hat uh, on the 21st to the nursery. You'll get a free uh, Fiesta pin. So you show your spirit, and Millburgers will give you their Fiesta pin. And they'll still make a $7 donation to the uh, Salvation Army in your name. So go uh, to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Now is the time to head on over to Millburgers and find beautiful color for your yard. And we'll start off talking about roses. Roses are on sale at Millburgers, all sizes, all types, 20% off. You choose what you'd like. How about knockouts or modern hybrid teas or floribundas or garden roses? Millburgers has them, all 20% off. All types, all sizes, 20% off. Millburgers also has Gold Star Esperanza. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous. You've seen them around town. They're beautiful. They're yellow, bell-like flowers. And right now at Millburgers, you'll save on them. They're just $19.88 in the 12-inch pot. Blue Plumbago is another Texas superstar, and it's a San Antonio superstar. As it blooms all through the spring and summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers, even in the shade. You'll find them now for just $4.88 in the one-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-420-2121. 800-420-2121. 800-420-2121. That's 800-420-2121. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The new film Chappaquiddick depicts a searing scandal that changed the course of political history. 
as the only surviving brother of a storied dynasty, 37-year-old Senator Ted Kennedy looked like a sure bet for the presidency in the summer of 1969. But after leaving a boozy party with a 28-year-old female passenger, he drove his car off a bridge. Inexplicably, he waited more than nine hours before notifying local authorities who might have rescued the trapped young woman. The film highlights backstage manipulations involving some of the nation's most powerful figures that rushed the victim's burial without autopsy and treated Ted's political survival as their all-important goal. For those disgusted by today's tawdry politics, Chappaquiddick provides a powerful reminder that corruption and arrogance have long afflicted American public life. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Hey, take a second to talk about Spider-Man Pest Control. I was talking to Warren Remy and Spider-Man uh, last Wednesday, and we were talking about a new thing that he's got that he's very excited about. Uh, it's a system that he puts in the yard, uh, if you've got mosquitoes in there, that works kind of like the baits do for ants, where uh, it's got a, it attracts uh, mosquitoes to the system. There's a little bit of a powder the mosquitoes get on them. Uh, that powder eventually kills them, but before it does, they fly around. Uh, I think I've got all this right, and they land on other things, which they do, but they land on things that other mosquitoes land on. And so does the powder. So the mosquitoes act as a a tool to uh, kill all the other mosquitoes in the yard. It's used by uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, They've bought them and used them to uh, control uh, mosquitoes at their amusement parks. So, uh, uh, And he's getting good results from it. Uh, The folks that have bought it uh, like it. It's And uh, say it's doing just as good a job, if not better, than some of the sprays. And the uh, the cost uh, to have it done is equal to spraying the yard. So uh, if you're looking for a different solution to mosquito control, uh, give Spider man a call at 656-3721, 656-3721, that's uh, for Spider-Man Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. You'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. But learn more about that if you're interested or intrigued. Uh, I was hoping to have Warren on yesterday, but we didn't. Uh, it couldn't happen. But uh, we'll get him on to talk about it. But just call him up and say, hey, I heard them talking about that uh, mosquito control thing. Uh, I want a little bit more information about what that's about. How does it get on the mosquito? Okay, so it's a big... Big, it looks like a half-fire hydrant, and it's got little things where they fly into because it's got water in it. They're attracted to it. Oh, okay. And it's got powder, and so the... So it's a standing structure. Yeah, and so they lay their eggs in the water, which is treated, so the eggs die. Yeah. And they land, and in landing, they get this powder on them. Warren is going to explain it so much better. That's a bummer for a mosquito, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I know you speak for the insects, but <laughs> if you've been bitten by mosquitoes, and they've ruined your day, and they ruin your parties, and they... You really you want to get revenge. Yeah, and you can't even go out in your backyard anymore because there are so many mosquitoes, <laughs> then uh, Warren can help you out with Spider-Man Pest Control. All right, we'll find out more when Warren calls us. <laughs> Dare I ask how much this costs, Milton? Um, I didn't get the cost, and I, it's, it, he said it was the same as the other treatment. Oh, okay. So it was uh, about the same as if you're spraying. Okay. So, and and I know that's that's reasonably priced. So, so that's uh, twofold, twofold way to get them. You can get the eggs. Yeah, you're getting the, the eggs, and you're getting them, adult. and you're getting they're spreading it around for you there as they fly around. All right. 
210. What's that? Boop, boop, boop? <laughs> no. It's a mosquito control. Oh. I'll, I'll explain it when Warren calls. All right. Speaking <laughs> of pit folks, we're going to call. Uh, Michael Eason is going to be here. We're going to be calling him in just about five minutes to talk about his book, Wildflowers of Texas. Beautiful book. Great pictures. Uh, and it's um, about almost 500 pages long, but you use it like a field guide. So very, very cool stuff. We'll talk to him in just a little while. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free 866-308-8867. It says it's a field guide right on the front. Oh, okay. Oh, it does say. Well, it says Timber Press Field Guide, yeah. Well, I'm used to it being in the title where they say a field guide, wildfire oh. field guide. So anyway, you're right. It is. It's a field guide. That's a good one. Based uh, on, talks based about on color. Different, yeah, based on color. talks about the different... Well, I'm taking all his thunder away. But uh, what's cool, and I, I won't... That, I'm going to say it. Never mind. Going to wait? Yeah, I'm going to wait. Just a few more minutes. Talk about what's cool about Bear County. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was looking at Neil Sperry's questions and answers in yesterday's paper. And he's still flipping out over this uh, uh, phosphorus. Somebody wrote in and said, you recently mentioned that we shouldn't be adding phosphorus to our soil. What about potassium? You also mentioned that we shouldn't buy a fertilizer with half or more, that we should buy a fertilizer with half or more nitrogen in slow-release form, but all I can find is far short of that. And then he goes into his uh, soil testing routine, and uh, which I disagree with, and uh, talks about the. You know the way to avoid all this confusion, Kevin. Don't Silence. read Neil's column. Bye, 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 here. <laughs> oh, there we go. Forget, forget yeah, Neil's column, and uh, stick with the 1959 slow release lawn fertilizer, half of which. Half of which the nitrogen is slow, is slow release. release, so it's a it's good. And uh, is it still on sale? It's not. And it doesn't have enough phosphorus in there to uh, do any harm. Uh, Neil, Neil is uh, adamant about no phosphorus. Yeah, and the 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 problem. One of the things we we mentioned this a lot. We're talking about you, you, every individual landscape can't have its own formula of fertilizer. Right, right. Now, I do all my vegetable and fl- uh, cut flower gardening and raised beds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, you know, eventually the, the phosphorus levels get higher in there. But you start with uh, compost and uh, sand from outside sources and everything. And you, you need a... Yeah, a lot of us need a fertilizer that's got a little phosphorus right. and potassium. Yeah. In. Plus, plus that's, that's still a controversial issue. Whether it uh, depends on the weather, depends on what you're planting, and uh, uh, what the what those plants need. So that's a good overall a good choice. That generally is not doesn't cause any problems. Is a slow release lawn fertilizer that 1959. It's got a lot of iron in it. Too. Right, mm-hmm. easy to Iron use, suffer. and it's a bar- it's a bargain in terms of emo- we evaluate fertilizer costs in terms of what the nitrogen costs. And I think it's on sale now, isn't it? Um, I know the uh, 
The organic is. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure both, both of them, I think, are on sale. They were, we'll double check. Yeah. All right, 210 They had them both of them side oh, by good. side. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We love our wildflowers in Texas. And Michael Eason here, of uh, who is with the uh, San Antonio Botanical Garden, he is at, uh, part of the Rare Plant Conservation Department, and he serves on the boards of the Native Plant Society of Texas and the Chihuahuan uh, Desert Institute, uh, and he has written a book, a field guide, Wildflowers of Texas, with over 1,200 beautiful color photographs, and we've got him on the line now to talk a little bit about it. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Boy, this is a this is quite an undertaking, or is it? This is this is this is well put together. Only uh, what did uh, did I read in the preface that it only took you what 12 14 years to write this <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the images date back uh, that long uh, I actually started the project in 2014 uh, wow that's not and bad. that first yeah that first year was mainly uh, organizing photos and deciding really what I wanted to include and not include and um and realizing that I didn't have enough photos, so uh, the second year was a lot of photography, and that was when the writing started. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it took a while there towards the end to finish up all the writing, and eventually I just had to stop going out and taking photographs and just focus on writing. So They had great uh, close-up photographs that you got there, and uh, what, what amazes me is they're all... Uh, about the same distance from the flowers, you know. I mean, they're comparison they're uniformly makes uh, it easier uni- to compare. Yeah, they're uniform. Well, it's, well, and that would that would be the the editing process on Timber Press's side. They did a, a great job, and I should mention that not all of the photographs in there are mine. I had to get some, especially some East Texas species donated. Um, from uh, Layla Dishman, Sonia Hill, Matt Buckingham, and a handful of other people. Oh, so. well, as many as you got, and, and the consistency of the pictures, the, uh, well, the, who, whoever donated them, whoever took them, uh, uh, y'all did a good job with and it. And the emphasis on pictures for identification rather than photos for uh, attractive Right, yeah, absolutely. The flower, yeah. And I, I'm being a photographer myself. I, I, you have a tendency to go, especially when you get a, a really great uh, a scenic picture of a, of some wildflowers, to use those instead of the close-ups, which you need in a book like this to identify the particular flowers. And Michael, you'll be happy to know that he does not. Uh, Whispered to butterflies anymore like he used to to get at those pictures. <laughs> his his whispering was pretty heavy handed. Yeah, yeah, uh, I noticed there's been less butterflies ever since. Yes, ever that. since you started whispering, they, uh, and the same ones don't ever come back. I don't know why that is. I don't either because I don't kill them. Michael, talk a little yeah. bit about how the book is laid out. Uh, well, it's laid out uh, by flower color, okay. and within the within each color group. Uh, it's alphabetical by family. And I, at some point, decided to use the most recent nomenclature. So there had recently been some 
some major changes in some of the families. So, uh, for example, the lily family used to include many, many, many species and, and uh, genera, and they've recently split that up into, I don't know, 20 or 30 different uh, families. So, um, so that was one of the things I had to like really keep track of is which which group of plants went to which family. Um, but again, like I said, it's it's all done by color, and you know, in some cases, you know, when I was doing this, it's like, well, is this sort of you know pink or is it more of a purple color? You know, where where yeah. is this one going to fall? So, uh, in some cases, you might have to look in both the. Uh, you know the pinks and the blues to to find out what it is that you're exactly looking for and then in other cases you know there are plants that are typically blue or pink and you know they may actually you know you might find populations of white individuals so you know checking on that as well and then and gary Gary is famous because of his uh (laughs) White, white, red, and yeah. maroon blue bonnet. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I noticed yeah, you didn't have the the red, the red blue bonnet in there. Or the, <laughs> no, or the but that white one's not one you typically find in the wild. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I, I like. I think it's a, a neat. I was going to say it's a compromise, but it isn't a compromise. You, it's a it's a resource. Uh, you know, you're, you're heavy on the Latin binomials, and it's a resource for uh, somebody that's involved in research and uh, technical research. But but the the fact that you look at a, look up the color of the the bloom, and then the other thing that is 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 different and good about it is the indexes. Yeah, uh, are really detailed, and you, you know the common name and the Latin name. So, so you don't want you don't want you know a just a wildflower appreciator will th- this will be a good guidebook for them too because they they've got the color and then they've got the common name uh, indexes along with all those uh, te- technical yeah information. Michael, one, so I think one of the challenges you talk about facing is that. Uh, um, you can have up to five different common names for the same flower. So right. so listing it under, if it's yellow to begin with, listing it by one of the common names. Primrose is a good is that a good example? Yeah. Okay. Um, so how did you address that? Well, um, I was limited to uh, three common names. Uh, so what I did for, uh, in doing research for the book, in some cases, like the Echinacea purpurea, the uh, the purple coneflower, uh, that one, I think I ended up with about 15 common names. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd, I'd reached out, you know, into surrounding states and wherever that, that plant had, had grown, and I had to scale that down to the three most common names that were sort of known here in Texas. So some of those really oddball names that you can come across, um, those had to be left out. So one of the things in writing this, um, I wanted to keep, I wanted to include plants that you don't typically see in other field guides, and I wanted to make sure it was something that wouldn't just be a good wildflower guide, but would also be a good reference guide as well. So, you know, that there was a lot of research done into each plant species that's in the book, uh, making sure I had, you know, good common names, the correct descriptions. 
and in some cases um you know some of these plants like i said it's the first time they've appeared in print you know wow. guide for here in texas uh there was a handful of new species that we came across uh lots of range extensions uh throughout texas uh just being on the road and driving tens of thousands of miles every year uh we came across you know, plants that just didn't make sense where they were and like here's we, like one of the yellow rain lilies we found outside of Alberta county and in kenny county and the closest collection i could find for that species was 100 miles to the east so you know huh. you never know what you're going to come up come up with when you're out driving around so how how did you make the decision to include some of those uh um naturalized and exotics in there did did any of your um purest uh native plant people squawk and moan about that oh no not at all these are these are plants um in some cases you know these non-native plants that have been around for um for <laughs> my dog's barking uh, you know for for centuries and we get that in a lot. cases these are these are new plants that have just been introduced uh so some of these plants like i said you know there uh there were a couple that were found around the harris county area over in houston and uh-huh. those have only been collected a couple times but in just a few years they could easily spread and be found in many more counties in southeast texas yeah that's so, one of the that uh, that seems to me it's also one of the challenges is that um Texas is a huge state which with a variety of different areas. Um, how many different blue bonnet or not blue bonnet but wildflower areas did you kind of separate this into? Well, what I did and sort of, it was a general approach. Um, okay. you know, doing East Texas, which is basically the eastern third, South Texas, which would be south of San Antonio, uh, West Texas, which would be you know, west of let's say Valverde County, Del Rio area. Um, North Texas from Midland up, and then the rest of it was just Central Texas. Uh, I did that out of out of ease and simplicity, uh, instead of trying to list every eco region that these plants would occur in. Then you know that would that would just kind of be too much information in the book trying to list every single eco region because some plants are found throughout Texas, and other plants are found you know just in heck you know one county here in Texas. Wow. So if if a plant was just found in one county or just a handful of counties, I would list those counties. Um, you know, if it was widespread, I would I would note that as well. But uh, yeah, there's it, it was like I said, it was a uh, more of a simplistic approach in just saying South Texas, East Texas um, and- versus listing all those regions. Well, and, I, and they, uh, some of the plants that will come to mind, like sunflowers and coreopsis, the fact that they're all kind of in the same part of the book allows you, you know, there might be eight or nine varieties that you, you're trying to figure out what is the one I have in my landscape or the one I've seen when I've been out walking. Um, and so the, the guidebook, the way it's organized, where you've got all of them there, you can kind of compare those specific characteristics and and do a, a, a pretty be pretty confident that you're going to you're picking the right one so that's kind of cool um well and i, I, you know, I used to call i used to call everything maximilian sunflowers and yeah. 
There's actually, yeah, there's a, there's a, mil- a million of them. Uh, well, no, 10 or yeah. 12, 12 common ones. Uh, a good example that I've been uh, using lately are the paintbrushes, which are currently in bloom throughout Texas. And most people are familiar with the really common one uh, that's that sort of salmon-colored annual that's found throughout most of Texas. But we have 11 other species in the state, and a lot of people don't know that. They're just familiar with, with the one that you know they, they see along the roadside. Yeah. But uh, And in the book, I was able to include 10 of those. There was only two that I missed. And in other cases, you know, uh, for instance, like the Pinstamons, I believe we have about 24 species of foxgloves throughout the state. Um, and I can't remember how many species of, uh, like, sunflower, your typical helianthus. Uh, but people just, you know, they may not realize that. You know, unless you, you know, get in a car in Beaumont and drive down I-10 for three days... <laughs> you get to El Paso during the flowering season. You'll you'll see the changes um, uh-huh. in species from or go to El Paso. Uh, go from San Antonio to Cattle Lake, like I did la- last week. Of course, a lot. Right. Most when, of the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, once you get up there, there's a whole different suite of of plants that occur. You know, just up in Northeast Texas that you're not going to see anywhere else. So, so this is a. Uh, a Great book to take as you drive from here to Caddo or wherever you're going to kind of uh, follow along and see what you're well, seeing. It's, and yeah, it's the book. It's a guidebook that you keep in the vehicle or in your backpack. Uh, if you're oh, there you go. Walking. And yeah, it's a good, really you a great. You don't need to drive. Gift. You don't need to drive to Caddo Lake next time. You can just walk. <laughs> well, and and in looking at the book, it, it points. So you have a county by county uh, breakdown, uh, and it looks like Bear County uh, is like the intersection of a number of different areas. Am I right or it, no? It is. It is. You have the Blackland Prairie, uh, the Edwards Plateau, and part of the uh, South Texas Plains kind of coming all together in that area. And just outside of San Antonio, uh, if you drive south, um, going towards Corpus Christi or, um, yeah, down, I guess it's 37 or even 35 going to uh, Laredo, you can see the changes because you'll, you'll hit, like, the post oak savanna. You'll see the sandy soils. And just in those sandy soils, you'll see different plants um, as opposed to, you know, five miles away. And yeah. you know it's just it's pretty remarkable when you when you start to pay attention to the to the vegetation changes around you and what plants can be found. So um, we're talking to Michael Eason. He's the author of Wildflowers of Texas, a field guide. Uh, Michael, where is it available? Um, it is currently available Barnes and Noble. Um, of course, you can get it on Amazon, and it's slowly making its way into. Uh, independent booksellers and nature centers, you know, park, state parks, national parks, places like that where you would typically find field guides. Go ahead. I have one more. How how did you decide which plants you were going to mention? Like I I was noticing for Maypop, you talked about the Gulf Fritillary and the primary egg-laying site. How did you decide whether to put that kind of... Uh, comment, um, uh, you know, and then other plants, though it's uh, you know it's pretty a technical description basically, and well, without, uh, I, I I actually wrote a lot more than what's in the. <laughs> I, 
Uh, oh. And through the editing process, uh, we had to scale it down. So if there was room at the end of the day, uh, some of that information remained. Um, if we did not have room, then that information was removed. Um, I tried oh, to cool. include something additional about each plant, but like I said, you know, just through the editing process, we had to remove some of that information. Um, you know, I tried to include information on the etymology of the name or who the plant may have been named after or where it was first collected in Texas. Um, or, you know, if it had an association with, uh, insects, you know, a pollinator, what have you. Uh, but like I said, a lot of that information, uh, did not make it to the, to the final, final book. Are you uh, touring sort of with the book, or are you going to be any place signing copies or uh, just talking to people about it? Um, I am. I have uh, two public events coming up uh, in May, and one of those will be at San Antonio Botanical Garden. That's the 12th of May. And the other one is the following day, the 13th, at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. I do have Very other cool. presentations scheduled um uh, but those are mostly with your local Native Plant Society chapters or Master Naturalists. Uh, and those are typically not open to the public. So um, if you're a member of the group or you know somebody that's yeah. a member of the group, feel free to come. And, the, and the, that local chapter will let you guys know. But, I mean, I, May 1st I start in Bernie, then I go to El Paso, and then Jasper, Texas, and then Houston, and San Antonio, goodness. Austin, Conroe, Gatter Lake. Houston, Wembley. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's my month of May, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a busy man. Are, can people follow you online? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I have a Facebook page called Texas okay. Flora, and there's all, there's a group called Texas Flora as well, which if people have questions about uh, plant ID, they can join that. Uh, oh, but the wow. organization page is... Um, that's where I'm kind of posting more information about the plants and where I am. And um, I was just in East Texas last week and then photographed some plants over Montgomery County and, you know, posted those onto Texas Flora. So a little bit of information about the plants while I'm out driving around. Very neat. Hey, what is um, Michael Easton is our guest. We're talking about his uh, book, Wildflowers of Texas. Um, Michael, tell us what the your um, tell us what the rare plant uh, conservation department is at the botanical garden. Well, there um, that's with the Center for Plant Conservation, and uh, we have about thirteen species under our charge uh, that occur in South Texas that are listed as rare. And what we do with those is we monitor the the known populations. Uh, we you know sort of check on the health of those and make sure that they're stable. And we're also looking for new populations of rare plants. At the same time, uh, we are collecting seed of these plants in the wild, and we take those back, we clean the seed, and we ship them off uh, to a seed bank uh, where they're stored in case um, if anything happens, you know, we could use that seed for a reintroduction to a certain area. You know, let's say uh, some cattle get loose and crump all over something and damage the population. If we um, had those seeds, we could, you know, reintroduce those those plants back into their native habitat. We're, we're, we're trying to build a uh, organization for old horticulturists on that same model. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know, just 
so somebody can kind of keep, keep an eye on us. <laughs> Make sure they're okay. Just phone them up every now and then. Yeah, I'll take you out into the garden and leave you there for now, a while. Mike, Michael, is there any is there any opportunity for volunteers in, in that effort, or uh, is it uh, they, you know training provided, or how 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 is that that goal accomplished? There, is, there, there are always opportunities for, for volunteers. Uh, what I'm mostly looking for for South Texas, and it may be sort of a stretch from San Antonio, um, are people that uh, live in the area. Um, and, again, South Texas stretches. You know, the plants that we're monitoring are all the way from, you know, from San Antonio all the way down to Brownsville. Um, and there's quite a few down in that lower Rio Grande, uh, uh, the lower valley at the Rio Grande. And uh, because, you know, travel and, you know, that, that timing is sort of essential, uh, having folks down in that area that would be willing to collect seed uh, would be incredibly beneficial uh, on that sort of thing. And I would be happy to speak with anybody that's in the area if they're, they're, they're wanting to volunteer for San Antonio. Sounds good. All right. So if they wanted to, would they just call the Botanical Garden and ask for you? Or what's the best um, way to... Well, I, I do email work you? remotely. <laughs> email okay. would be the best way, and um, that email address is, is M, as in Michael, underscore Ethan, my last name, at hotmail.com. Cool. Michael, thanks so much for coming on the show. Good Thank luck you very with much. your book. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you enjoy it, and um, look forward to meeting you guys soon. Yeah, you'll have to stop by the nursery. All right, we'll All right. see you. All right, Michael. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Got a question? Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. Now is the time to head on over to Millburgers and find beautiful color for your yard. And we'll start off talking about roses. Roses are on sale at Millburgers, all sizes, all types, 20% off. You choose what you like. How about knockouts or modern hybrid teas or floribundas or garden roses? Millburgers has them all 20% off. All types, all sizes, 20% off. Millburgers also has Gold Star Esperanza. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous. You've seen them around town. They're beautiful. They're yellow, bell-like flowers. And right now at Millburgers, you'll save on them. They're just $19.88 in the 12-inch pot. Blue Plumbago is another Texas superstar, and it's a San Antonio superstar. As it blooms all through the spring and summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers, even in the shade. You'll find them now for just $4.88 in the one-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, if we don't get going soon, we're going to miss out on that discounted deal at the store. Uh, do we really need to go out? The game's coming on in a minute. We need to get this deal before it's gone. Man, there's got to be a better way to save some money. Yes, there is. 
The Marketplace at 930amtheanswer.com. Really? Yep. You can save hundreds, even thousands on stuff like outdoor equipment, landscaping, flooring, and even discounted deals on tuition for the kids. Get out. All in one place? Yep. If you don't believe me, listen to this guy. Discount deals on big-ticket items for your home improvement projects, landscaping, and tuition for area schools. All at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. So the Marketplace page. Great, guys. Thanks. But now, should I be worried about hearing voices in my head? Nah, you're good. Check out all the great deals at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. There are two radio stations in the city that focus on good news. One is the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One is the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think of it, turn to 930 AM, The Answer. If you want to change your life, turn to AM 630, The Word. Together, we can change the world. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Got a couple folks on the line, so let's go to Sharon at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Good. What's going on? Do you, do the guys know anything to kill bamboo with? Uh oh! Wow! What? <laughs> oh no! That beautiful bamboo! You want to kill it? Somebody else's yard. Uh. Not oh. <laughs> I think I think this is the first call we've ever gotten on people wanting to get rid of bamboo. I think so. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, it's not Sharon. I, usually, most people most people like like the bamboo. Mm-hmm. And if you thin it out, you can make a Japanese garden appearance type of thing. Man, you're it's a, taken a positive over a spin. corner of my yard. Yep. How, how, ma- how large of an area is it, Sharon? Is it huge? Well, at the moment, it's probably a... Um, at the moment. <laughs> six by eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, what, it's, just coming, had... it's coming in from above the hill above me and the neighbor's yard. And it's just, it, in two months, it grew 12 foot. Serious. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. But I, I had some luck in, uh, on our, our neighborhood, uh, property where we're trying to build the Education Resource Center. Uh-huh. I, go, I went, I went through and cut it. And then I, then I sprayed with remedy. Remedy. It, remedy. And, uh, and uh, most of it didn't come back, but of course, it came, kept invading from other other places. But if you had a small area like that, you you could maybe do even do the uh, the application of of the uh, oh the material like uh, cut cut vine and stump killer. Yeah, cut vine and stump. Uh, well, killer. I wonder. I have some of that, but I've, how long is that good for? I mean. Uh, oh. Oh, it'll last. The bottle, the bottle will last forever. I mean, that, it's not, not, not a danger of that. But you don't it, lose uh, its quality. The, the no. Pro- the problem is you gotta, 
And bamboo is not easy to apply it. Yeah. But you you get you uh, make the cut and then and then I guess if you made it just below uh, just above a a joint. Yeah. Then it would go down. You would have that little indentation. Right. And that that would work. Now I had a large area, so I sprayed. And that that was a, certainly a, lo- a little easier, but then you also have some that just didn't work because you got to yeah. get you got to get it in that vascular system. But that's the only thing that's uptaken by the plant, and uh, well, we don't we don't sell remedy here as remedy, right? No, no. But we got a cu- cu- couple of versions of the same active ingredient. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, if you've got that, I, I'd adv- at least do do an experiment with your stump vine and uh, or kill, that's vine. the same thing. Yeah, vine and yeah. stump yeah, killer. That's, that's remedy and a different. And she's thing. only got a six by eight area. It might well, be manageable. It's on a it's on a hill type, you know, incline. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was all cut off in either late January or February cut to the ground. My neighbor came over and cut it all off. And it mm. come back like wildfire. That just but makes now, it angry. Now is the time to spray it. You know, now that it's re-sprouted. Don't let, don't let it get big again. Well, it's already and, got big again. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine when he cut it down, it was what, six or eight feet tall? Yeah. Now and, it's come back and some of it's a good 12 foot tall. Good Lord. I'm serious. All right. You better, yeah. you better get to spray it. You shouldn't have planted that in the first place. <laughs> oh, sure I shouldn't have. <laughs> it, it, the funny part of it is I've lived here 30-some years, and it's been up uh, on, a, on the hill and above us. But all of a sudden, it's moving down. Mm-hmm. And wow. I never had it in my yard until this year. But it's coming... Well, if you I can talk know. him into cutting it again, then try the, try your cut finding stump killer. But Jerry, Jerry's right. If you could get some one of those remedy type products, I think there's some in there that spray, isn't it? There, there's uh, a there's a spray that's uh, it's a Roundup spray that's the same ingredient. Okay. Um, because because that foliage is new, and I kind of did that. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm saying, I, sprayed, I, I sprayed. I sprayed the side, it and it had some effect on it. I find that all all of those products work better on the woody part than they do on the green part. The remedy type products, right? Oh, okay. Hey, um, so Sharon, so you want to hang on a second? We we got to take a quick break. You want to hang on a sec? Sure. All right. We're going to take a break. Tom, you hang on, too. We're going to be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh, let's see if we can uh, finish up uh, with uh, Sharon real quick and finish answering. Then we'll talk to Tom at 210 The bamboo has an overrunner. 88.67. Sharon, is You shouldn't have planted that bamboo in the first You're just going to make her mad. Now stop I, it. I didn't even know we were talking about bamboo. I yeah. you denying that you planted it? <laughs> you know she didn't plant it. I deny it to my dying day. 
<laughs> that, that's the common story. And you know what we we tell people how to get rid of it? Move. No. Move. Well, that's my. That's what, that's what Milton did. He moved. Yeah, <laughs> you. Sharon, my story is that you know you would uh, you would. It's kind of funny you mentioned the twelve feet. So it, it came. From, I don't know who planted it first, but you would like see it in the driveway because we had a little dirt driveway, and you'd see it in the morning, and you'd go, "Okay, I'll get that when I get back." It's only about a foot and a half tall, <laughs> and you'd get back, and it would be. It'd be like six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I you, hadn't gone out there, and like I said, the neighbor cut it off and carried it all away in January. It was either January or early February. Yeah. And I knew it had a little bit here and there, and I wasn't out there for about a week. And I walked out there, and here's this one that's been 12 foot tall. It was right after that rain. It just went berserk. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's uh, stuff called Bush Be Gone. Is that one? Brush be gone. It's the same chemical. No, that's yeah. not. It's a little different um, active ingredient in that. Thing. Don't you got to be a little careful with that. Yeah, okay. I, don't think, I think it's the same ingredient. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, Sharon. Do you get? You, do you get to the uh, read? Read. Uh, look at your bottle of uh, cut binding stump killer, and then if you get the Milbergers, look look at those three or four versions of those products or, or any place else if you're uh, is closer look yeah. at those and uh and then uh, do, do go, you know go ahead and make a decision the products are not the price is not bad at the, at this point it's not as good as it used to be but it's not bad yeah All right. thanks sharon come on over to the nursery and they'll help you out in the mean in the meantime sharon make sure somebody knows that you're about to be overrun by bamboo so in case they have to come and find you Right. Do you think it'd do any good to spray with while the you know, before I cut it? Spray it not not before you cut it. You spray not it with what? Before I cut it. Well, I cut it. That, yeah, well, you were saying it's uptaken through the stem, right? Well, yeah, but that was before I knew we were talking about bamboo. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I didn't have headphones on then, yeah. at that point. Oh. Um, I wish her luck. That's that's what I said. I wish her luck. Do, yeah, do do a little experimenting. I I just sprayed, I cut mine, sprayed it, and tried to get make sure I got some in that the fresh cut, and it worked fairly well. And but I think if you did it with your little brush, it'd work even better. But you but it also has it does have some effect if you use can use something like regular remedy on the foliage. And I did spray the edge of the. The major just experiment, mm-hmm. and it did it did kill some of the bamboo, but not didn't penetrate very far. Yeah. Thanks, Good Sharon. Good luck, Sharon. You take care. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I think uh, let's see if Tom's still there. He's been waiting a while. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Real Burgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Thanks, Tom. We don't want to wake you up. Uh, Tom, Tom. Yeah, I'm gonna shake the microphone just a little bit. Tom, are you there? Oh, good. What's going on? Uh, well, I've got a house in uh, Fair Oaks that we use for rental rental property. My wife and I lived there for about uh, six or eight years. And uh, it's uh, the last winter, 
let the entire backyard die. Yeah. He's got a lawn person that told him it's because there's too much shade back there. But we lived in the same house for six or eight years with the same oak trees covering it. So does that make any sense to y'all? That, uh, yep, you it sure does. Those, those trees get bigger every year. Especially when you're taking care of the lawn watering and then things, they, they get pretty thick. So the, the more foliage you got in the tree, the older the tree is, the more shade it's going to produce, the less likely you're going to be successful growing grass. Well, it's I a, didn't think oak trees were that fast of growers. But, uh, no, but then you get an extra leaf on every branch every year, that's that much more shade. Um, so it, it does make sense. But the, the people behind us have huge oak trees. And they've got they've got St. Augustine early grass in their backyard. Well, they watered and took care of the the grass too. When the grass is under stress, not being watered and everything, it thins out naturally. And most people mow it. Too, most people mow it too short. In the shade, you should be mowing St. Augustine closer to four inches to allow more leaf structure to bring in more light. That's my next point I was going to make. They were they were scalping the yard. They didn't, uh, the front, they didn't the help the yeah. They didn't help the situation. Yeah, definitely didn't help the situation. Uh, but it's probably a combination of all those things. But that 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 is the common pattern that we see all over the city. You know, after especially new houses, uh, the, the situation changes in six to eight years is a. A lot of change can occur in that period. Well, we have a uh, um, lawn maintenance guy that says Palmetto, St. Augustine would go. That would be the place to start. Palmetto or FJ Select, uh, it's probably going to be a couple weeks before we can get any of that cut, but that would be your next option. Uh, if that doesn't work, then you got to start thinking out of the box and make ground covers or flower beds, things like that. Alrighty. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. It was it was it was the weight worth it, Tom? It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, but it sounds more rested. Not at all, <laughs> but I did get a good nap. Good, that's that's what we're hoping for. If we good can, luck, Tom. If we can just provide sleep to one person every time we do the show, Tom, we're doing there our job. Right. <laughs> well we 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 generally we, we have a a diverse impact on the audience. We irritate some folks. We put yeah. to sleep. I, well, I think I think Sharon's coming long down long. here to show Jerry what bamboo looks like. I'm a long <laughs> time caller, the first time listening. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you soon. Tell us how Stay it goes. Bye bye. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and uh, that who, who was it? It was uh, oh, I'm I'm blanking out on her name. Who you made mad when you started talking about the joys and <laughs> wonders of, uh, of uh, the um, oh the uh, horse herb horse herb yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Thought she was going to come down and show you what horse herb look up close and personal. I kind of kind of take his name in vain too when I'm in my uh, those citrus squares and peach squares that I have, and that 
the horse syrup is one thing when it's growing out there in the that lawn area, but when it gets in a raised bed, yeah, it's man, beautiful. It's, there. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. serious, and it's not easy to pull out either. Like, well, why would you we, pull it out? Well, I, I do have two flats I, of it for I, sale because it's, it's uh, kind of growing over my peach trees and uh, oh, cool, irises. <laughs> It's the beautiful yellow blooms on yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I keep a miss. I must be missing those. Mine are. <laughs> I, I'm not sure you can see them. Mine are blooming here in the store. Yeah, you sell them. Yeah. yeah, they are for sale. And it is considered well, a landscape. It's considered uh, grass. Ground cover. Ground cover. Thank you. In the, uh, in the certified butterfly garden too, because the. Black swallowtails, love it. Hey, can you hang a minute, too? Sure. Charlie's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Charlie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I, I got a Mexican lime from y'all back in uh, Memorial Day of last year. And it blooms like crazy, but nothing stays on. It's been happening now for you know the, the full time. Uh, get hmm. a little fruit and they fall off. Is it in the but shade? No, I've moved it from various locations and everything. You read the shade and the watering and uh, the limb lobbers, limb, uh, the miners, leaf miners and all that. And I've sprayed. I've tried everything on this tree. But the, yeah, bees? it's so leggy. I don't know whether it's getting the bees to pollinate it or not. Is it yeah. uh, has to be bee pollinated? or because we got it doesn't, a, we doesn't got have a, to be, but you, that helps. It does help. Um, well, we have a lemon tree out there next to it, and it gets lemons. They stay on, and they, you know, it made five or six lemons off of it. They got one at the same time. Now it hasn't been. It's never the tops never died back. Has it got a different rootstock, or is it That's, obviously? You know, no, its top has never died back. But I've got uh, a leafy centered. That goes up six feet, six, six and a half feet tall. How big and are the thorns on it? There's no thorns on the tree itself that I can see or feel. Down below, maybe, but I mean, uh, you know, mm. just barely a, a root. But this thing is is really tall for a year old. Uh, I mean, I is, is it is, is that that's one shoot that gotten that, that tall? One shoot went up that tall, and the other two next to it are up almost five and a half feet. I mean, and they don't have thorns on. They don't have thorns on. No, I haven't noticed any thorns on. No, sir. Hmm. But lots of blooms and lots of little, uh, you know, little green pistols come out, and they stay out, and then they just fall off, turn brown, and fall off. That's weird. So maybe there's something stressful blue. going on. I the, uh, in the greenhouse this whole winter. Uh, my, my 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 greenhouse at my house inside. Yeah, me, and that's what well, I. That's that's the right thing to do because it can't take cold well. Yeah, I had you know thousands of blooms. I'm sure it's just literally thousands of blooms. And I took it outside and every one of them fell off. Hmm. I'm gonna vote stress. Some 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 stressful event happened either. A really cold night, or uh, dry, dry once too, too many times. Did you say? But did you say this has occurred more than one year? We've only had a yes, year. Yes, and it, I, I keep getting. Uh, well, November was uh, Memorial Day last year. I keep getting new blooms coming on, and new new growth at the top, and with with blooms on it, and nothing happens. They fall off. Hmm. But but got us. 
Tell me, tell me again. Is it only one year old? Yes, uh, it was uh, Memorial Day when we got it's when you had your sale over there. Uh, the little uh, uh, Myers lemons and, and the uh, Mexican limes. Because that and, uh, you know, if that if it's only one year old, that that uh, more and more likely that what Trace is talking about has occurred, especially with that. You could have in- injury, well, I guess it's in the greenhouse, but you could have injury from the severe cold we had in January, or you could have had let it, let it dry out. It, or it, it is, it, is, it still, it. is it still in the same same size container? Yes, sir, it is. Is that the problem? Well, it could well, be. It would make it easier to dry out, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, oh. my problem, I think, in the beginning with it, I was watering it too much, and I had one of those little plastic trays underneath it, and it would stand water for a couple of days. That's I'm bad. thinking maybe yeah. maybe the feet are wet, you know, and, and so I started letting it try to dry it out and took the little plastic lid out. And uh, still, no, the same thing, but I still keep getting blooms. I think I'd put it in like a 25-gallon nursery-style container. That way you don't invest a lot of money in the pot and see if that doesn't make a difference. How how have you been fertilizing? uh, Copious amounts of of your favorite product there. Osmocote. Yay. (laughs) Osmocote. That's why it's growing so so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's so big. I mean, you know, (laughs) big doesn't do me any good for products, you know. Oh, now did you did you buy the fruited one or the ornamental one? Yeah, it's probably the ornamental, like the parent. Uh. You know, it looks like a thorn. If you saw the look on his face when he was asking that question, yeah, I had, this, I, I I just, had the look on my face. The mischievous look. About? I was just looking for an answer. Yeah, sometimes we just have to make up the yeah. <laughs> make up the situation. Well, I vote for a twenty-five gallon pot and see if that's not the culprit going too uh, too dry between waterings. Well, then I'll probably have to build a greenhouse around it. Then that's a pretty heavy pot. Uh, no, not if you get a nursery, the nursery style pot, and then uh, and then read that article that somebody wrote on Plantanswers dot com about keeping it cut back. Uh, somebody cut at back. this table, somebody at this table wrote that, and uh, uh, you got to keep it small enough to uh, be portable, but big enough yet to produce fruit. Now so. I, I grow mine in half whiskey barrels, and they. They just naturally don't get very big. They get yeah three and a half feet tall and around, but they're they're blooming and producing machines. The, but the blooms don't mm, fall off. No, no, they don't. That uh, maybe I should cut some of the branches off of it. Cut a third or something like you like you do another hibiscus or something. Well, that won't hurt. Let's let's start with a bigger pot first, and yeah, uh, and start then, with a bigger pot, and then go uh, go from there by process of elimination. Thanks. Okay, well, I'll do tell that. Us, Thank you, gentlemen. Tell us how to Keep us informed. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. You take Bye-bye. care. Bye, bye. Char- Charlie's uh, gone, but John is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Really good, gentlemen. Hey, um, I got a couple of more grande uh, plum trees that I got at the, at the festival here two or three years ago. And uh, that fruit, 
I mean, if I plant the seeds, it come they'll come back true to that Margrande, won't it? Yeah, uh, Margrande hibiscus. Is that what you got? No, uh, uh, a Chinese plum tree, Japanese plum tree, whatever you want to call it. Loquat. Oh, loquat. loquat. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Margrande. It, 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 they're they're rooted cuttings. Uh, the, so, the growing uh, operations. Uh, the growing operations do cuttings rather than seed. Yeah, but if I'm saying if I plant the seed, will it come back to a more grande? Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. So the only way that's, to be exact is with a cutting then, huh? Yes, sir. But, but, to, to, but the, to get the true one, but uh, like I said, when we were testing that thing, uh, when I first saw it, it had great big fruit on it. Because it was falling a year that uh, the fruit had been thinned by coal. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, then after that, uh, uh, when we had a mild winter, the fruit wasn't thinned, and so the fruit wasn't that, that big fruit like like we were wanting on Margrande. So. Gotcha. Now, now, Mr. Moy originally brought that over as a seed. So he he originally brought that over as a seed. So if you plant the seed of Margrande, it's it's going to have larger fruit than on your regular uh, loquat. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to plant some of the seed and try it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I, you're, I think you're, I think this is one of those experiments. Do both. Plant some seed and do some cuttings, and then see what see what happens uh, as far as the difference. Well, now, when, what wood do you take? New wood or year old or what? You, uh, you take you take a piece of the stem. Yeah, I know, but well, how old a piece? Uh, just uh, this year's growth. This year's growth, but how 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 fresh would it be? I mean, you know, it would be. It would, yeah, the the growth that's growing now. Wait till it hardens up. In other words, uh, uh, yeah. So it's All not right. flimsy, yeah. and uh, and then take about uh, five or six inches. All right, I'm gonna do that. That's and then uh, than you, you, you might you might have to cut the leaves in half. Yeah. And dip, dip it in a rutone uh, or a rooting hormone like hormonidin or rutone or something like that. But leave half and, uh, of the leaves on half of each. You know, cut them in half. Don't take the whole leaf off. That's right, 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 right. Okay. I'm a, I, I'll try that. I think that's better than doing the seed, though. You get ahead of the game. The seed is easy. Yeah, I don't know, though. Yeah, I've, I've done the, the, I've done the seed, and they, they grow mighty fast from seed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah, well, that's true. All right, well, I'm going to give it a shot and see just for that. Okay, good for you. Let me, let me know how that turns out. Thanks, John. You take care. All uh, right, thank you. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Trace, and we'll talk to Stanley, who says he knows how to kill bamboo. Right after this on right. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. 
Now is the time to head on over to Millburgers and find beautiful color for your yard. And we'll start off talking about roses. Roses are on sale at Millburgers, all sizes, all types, 20% off. You choose what you'd like. How about knockouts or modern hybrid teas or floribundas or garden roses? Millburgers has them, all 20% off. All types, all sizes, 20% off. Millburgers also has Gold Star Esperanza. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous. You've seen them around town. They're beautiful. They're yellow, bell-like flowers. And right now at Millburgers, you'll save on them. They're just nineteen eighty-eight in the twelve-inch pot. Blue Plumbago is another Texas superstar, and it's a San Antonio superstar as it blooms all through the spring and summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers, even in the shade. You'll find them now for just four eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. If you're a follower of Jesus of Nazareth, aren't you glad his kingdom is not of this world? Look at the chaos in this world. Here in Washington, it is political chaos with the left and the establishment trying to bring down a duly elected president. The political conflict continues to divide us. Even members of the same family are divided. In the Middle East, there are wars and rumors of wars. In Russia, Vladimir Putin seeks to rebuild his country into what he considers the glory days of the Soviet Union, while he hacks our election process and is likely behind the murder and attempted murder of its opponents, even journalists. Where does one look for security? Certainly not in the stock market, which is up 400 points one day and down 700 points the next, and not in life itself. We're like a vapor, a breeze, a cloud, and other metaphors used in Scripture, here today, gone tomorrow. Here's what 1 John 2.15 says in the living paraphrase. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. That's good enough for me. How about you? I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Alamo Pool Builders prides itself on creating a personalized outdoor living space with your new swimming pool and hot tub spa. Alamo Pool Builder designs luxury pools for your oasis with waterfalls, fountains, and more. Mention this ad for a free maintenance package with pool purchase. Put a vacation in your backyard with Alamo Pool Builders. Call 888-99-ALAMO. That's 888-99-ALAMO or alamopoolbuilders.com. Alamopoolbuilders.com. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Last night he was 7 feet, 500 pounds. This morning he's almost 9 feet, pushing 1,000. In the movie Rampage, genetic experimentation causes a friendly gorilla named George to grow to 18 wheeler proportions. His human primatologist pal must find an antidote if he's going to halt a global catastrophe. Rampage has some good guy heroism in its mix, but that doesn't stop the human hero from cussing like a sailor. About two dozen harsh profanities mar this film. And although not overly gory, the body count here is quite high too. So because of all this, I can only give Rampage two and a half whirling helicopters out of five for family friendliness. For more on the film, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review.
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We've got a couple folks on the line, so we're going to get to them in just a second. We'll talk to Stanley and then Linda and Joan. Uh, but first, just take a second to talk about quality organic products. If you're looking for great soils, mulches, compost, uh, if you're looking for the uh, brands that uh, landscapers use on their projects, well, quality organic products is the place to go. Right there on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile outside of Loop 1604. Ty Chisholm has built a great company, does lots of study on his own and determine uh, uh, what the best products are and uh, puts together some great stuff, uh, whether it's uh, compost or mulch or a number of the different soils that they have that are specially formulated. Uh, Maybe it's the veggie compost that you're looking for. Go to qualityorganicproducts.com and check them out. You'll find a a wide variety of different stuff at great prices, terrific delivery as well, and oftentimes it can be the same day. So if you uh, are just thinking about it Saturday morning, you go, okay, let me see if they'll do it. Chances are pretty good they can. Call them at 210-651-0200. or learn more at qualityorganicproducts.com. That's qualityorganicproducts.com. All right, Stanley, I think everybody's waiting to hear what you're saying. Your advice is on getting rid of bamboo. Um, okay. Can you, so, what's going on, sir? Welcome to the show. Can you hear me? We can. What's going on? Okay. Easiest way to do this is is cut the bamboo about a, two inches above the ground. Make sure you cut below the lobe. Go buy you some Roundup. Put it in a gallon spray. Put some water in it. Dust your nozzle and spray those. Uh, canes in the hole and get you a grubbing hole about several months later and pull up all the old roots and everything's dead. Hmm. Do you do you feel you know bamboo's hollow? Do you do you cut it? Do you fill the hollow area up with uh, with the roundup? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just spray it right in there with. You know, it don't have to be running out, but. Uh, I, I inherited some property over in Castle Hills, and my mother loved bamboo, and I was out there spraying bamboo every day, and it wouldn't do no good. You can spray it on the cane every day, and it won't, it won't really hurt. But you have to get it in, in the cane itself, and it knocks out those runs, and those run root runs may be four or five feet long. My daughter okay. and I got out there with two grubbing holes and just pulled up the roots, after it was, they were all dead. Okay. Okay, so use Roundup. But you could probably use anything that kills, you know. But the key, the key is to put it in that uh, hollow spot there. Absolutely, absolutely. You could spray <laughs> that cane till the cows came home, and it wouldn't okay. kill the uh, the bamboo. Okay. Okay, that's a good tip. Yeah. And I also took care of uh, uh, cactus. I just drilled holes with my mobile drill and filled it up with salt. They were gone. With salt? Okay. Salt. Get you about a half-inch drill bit and drill into the stalk of the uh, cactus and put salt in it, and they're gone. Okay. All right. Sounds like you're a good weed control man. (laughs) <laughs> well, I know how to handle this stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Stanley. Yeah. Bye-bye. 
right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's talk to Linda. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's going on? Okay, um, we are looking at uh, planting some fast-growing shrubs along a six-foot privacy fence. And we're trying to figure out about how far away from the fence should we plant those shrubs. We're, we're deciding, trying to decide between like a Nellie B. Holly or someone else had recommended a cherry laurel. Hmm. No. Yeah, I wouldn't do the cherry laurel. The okay. holly. Stick with the holly. The problem with cherry laurel is so unpredictable in our soils. But if you did the Nellie Stevens, if you could, if you got at least three feet from the fence, would be best. Okay. If you got the space. Okay, I I used a standard yopon. Well, I only had 18 inches, and standard yopon can be huge, and it can be as wide as you let it but i had pruned it and it, it did a really neat neat job of course you were constantly pruning it but yeah i didn't have a huge area but uh, that 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 worked for real thin if you if you don't have that much space but if you got you got at least three foot for, uh, from the fence and then that would that involve another three foot on the other side right so, okay. Uh, and you put mulch, you just put mulch in there to keep the grass and things away. Yeah. Okay. And between those two choices, is one easier to prune than the other, between the holly or the yopon? Or? Well, the, the Nellie Stevens, you plant those because you don't have to prune them. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you had limited space, hmm. I don't know. I, I guess if you, I guess the Nellie Stevens would respond to the pruning, too. But we always think of the uh, Yopan holly as a classic. You can prune that anyway. They, you know, they make all those shapes out of it, yeah. sculpt sculptures. And, the the easy, easiest one for you would be the Nellie R. Stevens. Yeah, but give it as okay. much space as you can. Okay. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Thank you. Okay, for that. stick with the hollies. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye bye. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you take care. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Joan is on the line. Hi there, Joan. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Well, I am a mosquito magnet, and I have a severe reaction to mosquito bites. And I wondered if you have an opinion of the organic yard misting every three weeks for mosquito control or not <laughs> did they is it a, i mean is it a commercial concern or did they yes. say what the active ingredient was uh i i don't know that i have that information but i can check is it i mean is it a company that has a reputation yeah or? yes it is in your neighborhood? Yes, they've been in business for uh, for some time, evidently. And they seem to have a good reputation, so... But I just wondered what effect that would have on other uh, plant life, uh, insects, birds. No. Yeah. No, no. It'll, it'll be all right for no, those the, types of things. Yeah, it doesn't... 
One of the things I always tell folks when I'm talking about protecting butterflies is whether it's organic or or uh, manufactured is not a factor on one. Both of them kill. So you larvae, yeah. Yeah, so you you want to look at the to- the toxicity. But if if you're an or- if you're into organic controls and it seems to be effect cuz I think they are doing uh yep. they've had some effective organic controls. Did you hear us talking about uh yeah, Spider-Man that uh, that new uh mosquito control device that the that Spider-Man's using? Yeah, he might be worth giving a call to and uh, I, give, uh, I have a what's company it? that I have um, sort of had the first go around, but I wanted to check you. They say they use an all-natural barrier spray. His his is not a spray. That's that's the only reason I thought you might be interested in learning a little more about it. He uses a system. Okay, so you know how I hate to make this comparison, but you know how they do the rats and they take the, the the chemical and they put it in something and the rat runs in and or even the roaches maybe the roaches are a better example and they get it on their feet and they take it back and it it kills yeah. the other roaches this is sort of like that where they're they're putting it in the yard and then the mosquitoes fly in um, they get it on there it kills them and then it kills whatever they then they fly out they land on other stuff but and not being a pest control guy I, I hope I'm explaining it correctly but it'd be interesting just to learn about it. But can you get, can they give? Have you tried it once? The the, the spray. You're yeah, talking? the organic a Spider Man. I know he had luck. I know you're not using them, but he had luck with uh, organics too. So, um, so maybe so. if they're using the same thing, it's hard to say not knowing what they're using. Yeah. But so, but if he's if he's a person that's got a reputation in the neighborhood, it probably works. Yeah. Yeah. So the old reliable is malathion, of course, but then that's that's what they compare everything against. Yeah. So how, does that help you a little bit? I I think so. But who who are you saying, Spider Man? Sp- uh, Spider Man pest control, and you can ask about the the. I don't know what it's called, but it's the uh, they're standalone units that the mosquitoes fly into. They're black. They're about half the size of a fire hydrant. He, he tucks them away in bushes and stuff. So I wish I knew the name of it. But yeah, and his number is 210-656. Oh, I'm not sure I get you the right number. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I think it's 9721, but uh, let me find out for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, but just call and find out about it. And then they can you can ask... Um, they're actually really good. Even if you said you had someone else that was helping you with it, they'd still answer your questions. 651-3721. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they say. I appreciate it. I will call you, them in the morning. Thank cool, you so thanks. much. You betcha. Mm-hmm. All right, 210-308-8867. Marcus is on the line. At 210-308-8867. Hey there, Marcus. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you for taking my call. Cool. How can we help you? I have a question for the back. Uh, a few years back, I was up in uh, Stonewall, uh, Texas. And I Say again. I was I, we're having a little trouble hearing you. Can you hear Milton? Up. Yeah. He's up in Stonewall. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the question? Some uh, peaches. And uh, the peach that I purchased, uh, it was uh, called Fair Time. 
And uh, I asked the, the gentleman, because uh, it was a real good, good type speech and very sweet and good tasting. And I asked the gentleman uh, that was there, I said, uh, where did you uh, get this uh, peach from? He says, uh, I bought it from a nursery in uh, Tennessee. He didn't say exactly where in Tennessee. He said it was from Tennessee. And uh, I was just curious, uh, would a, a peach tree like this third time, would that be good here in uh, San Antonio? Well, which uh, I got, I got all my peach trees in Tennessee too. Back, just, <laughs> yeah, the commercial people buy those of theirs in quantity from Tennessee, but uh, you you can get uh, you you can get you'll have to get some from the local nurseries. Uh, some of the varieties that they have for sale here. What did did you did you mention that or I, I didn't? Well, did you say what variety it was? I'm sorry. Yeah, we have your phone's breaking up a little bit on us. Yeah, it's called Fair Time. F A I R T I M E. Fair Time. Right. I don't uh, know. I haven't heard it. That's that's probably a new variety. Uh, they they've <laughs> they've changed varieties since uh since I was up there. But if you live up there, uh. I can get my little book out and see what what the peaches they have, but uh, uh, if you go in any any nursery that are selling peaches and uh, tell them you live in the hill country, uh, hopefully they'll give you a, a higher higher chill uh, peach. All right, that one is a uh, three to four hundred chill hours. That's never going to produce for you. Okay. In the hill country. So I, well, I just Googled it, and assuming Google is correct, it's a three to four hundred. That's out. plenty. I mean, that's low. Uh, yeah, it's too low. No, it's not too low. You don't think it's going to bloom and then a freeze and come and knock all the fruit off? I don't think every year will. I think it'll be. I mean, we're using we're using a lot of them that are that chill hour, especially yeah. in San Antonio. Right. So when they, they get low chill hours, the the the, the commercial people plant the high chill hours, which are the better, the ones. Uh, the free stones are the ones that are good to eat, but okay, they also wow. plant low chill hours uh, to make sure that they have a crop. That they have a crop. Okay, now that's, yeah. that's, that's, I think. Oh, I can't. We're having trouble here. Yeah, your your phone is in a bad spot there for us. Try again, real quick. Okay. Yeah, I I, I believe that uh, fair time is a free stone. He believes Fair of Time is a freestone peach? I already closed it. Oh, okay. I think you're right. Because I saw some online, too, and uh, yeah. they talked about freestone. Gosh. It's a low chill freestone. Yeah, that is. Uh, the one we, well, the one we, that's low chill like that, that we, is kind of a classic for us, is Florida King. Yeah. Right. And, and it's early, it's dependable, but, uh, you know, for a higher chill, lower, uh, later season peach, you'll get better, better flavor and. Or La Feliciana. Yeah, La Feliciana. That's, that's the extension service recommendation. Yeah. La Feliciana. June Gold is good. Oh, now this says 700, 800 chilling hours. Well, that's why I say you can't go by what Google says all the time. No. So if that's if that's right, then it may be too high. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, do a little more online research, and then. Well, you're gonna you're not gonna find that in a in a uh, re, in a retail nursery. 
Okay. So you're going to have to use what they've got available. Okay. And uh, uh, so so to just tell them, just when you go in there to look, just tell them you're, you're in the hill country, and they'll... Uh, They'll take care of you, like uh, like we've got peaches, uh, we've got uh, August. No, that's 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 a lo- later peach, obviously. La Feliciana. We got La Feliciana. We've got uh, uh, got Red Baron. I, that's that's a. Good ornamental peach as well as a good eating peach. Well, I was just looking at these for for a reorder, and I don't remember seeing the red baron out there. But uh, okay, there was a there was a couple of the white delights. Uh, there was a couple of the different varieties of the zest. The donuts were gone. Uh, we did have some Florida King La Feliciana. La Feliciana is uh, good. I think our doctor red skin. It'll be, it'll be tough for you to find that specific variety, but you should be able to find something that's that's close at your uh, whatever retail nursery you deal with. I don't know, Jerry. Yeah. Can they? I don't. I'm trying to. Do they sell uh, peaches by uh, mail anymore? I don't think so. Not not most of those. Well, the one I just go- when I googled that that name, they they were out of that particular variety, but they sounded like they sent bare root. Yeah. Because hmm. I you know I used to get them up uh, the nursery that was up in that Cross Timbers area. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but you might uh, for our listener, you might want to go to go to the internet and look up that name like Trace did and and. If you you know if that's really special to you, and then just see. But definitely read more than one thing, because uh, what I got and what Milton got were two way different chill hours yeah. for the same peach tree. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to thank you guys for checking. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And Delm is on the line. Delm, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. I've got a question. Have y'all been seeing any loquats on the loquat trees and bushes around? Yes. In fact, I saw one the other day. I can see some from here. It was downtown. And I thought all of mine were frozen off, but I noticed that I've got some really nice. It was just as you you mentioned, Jerry, most the, the big, cold weather called a lot of them. Yeah, like the ones that are remaining are big. That's not yeah, my that's perfect. Right? You see some on the tree? Yeah. No, no, no. And I've seen them around. I was talking about it last week. I saw one at Lock Hill Selma and West Avenue, and it was being picked off. They they had uh, two-legged uh, uh, varmints. varmints picking them <laughs> off, yeah. Are you seeing them blooming? <laughs> well, we... Uh, I'm pretty impressed. I think we got Moody Grundy's this year. They're uh, oh good. There's not very many of them, but they sure are big. Yeah. So okay. That's good. Looking good. And they taste good too. And I tested a few. Yes. I think and. that's just a massively overlooked thing that people just don't enjoy. That is delicious. Oh yeah, make great jelly. I've heard stories in California. They've got many, many varieties to choose from because uh, yeah. the population there has demanded it. Yeah. Hmm. 
And they made great jelly. Well, we got a lot of transplants from California coming in. Yeah. Coming into San Antonio. And the seeds are wonderful to spit, too. Oh, they're raccoons. Well, you know, we always go through that deal. Can you eat the seed? No. And uh, I, I, some of the literature, a lot of them says it's poisonous. Yeah, they're. But I've had never people, stopped you before. I, I know it. I've had people call in and said that they roasted them. Well, they're te- they're tempting because the texture is the outside texture is so pleasant. Yeah, smooth. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm with well, Jerry. I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> question I've got for you is, do y'all or do you know of any place that sells loquat plants, trees, bushes? We got and The other thing I'm looking for is the evergreen sumac. Uh, I think I have, I know I got two big sumacs. I can't remember the variety off the top of my head, but uh, I'm pretty sure I've got the evergreen sumac in 15-gallon. And I've got low quads in 5-gallon, 15-gallon, and I think I've got some 30-gallon. 30, 30 wow. Because they're good landscape uh, plants. Be careful of the evergreen sumac. Be ready. I mean, well, they, they, they'll have a, they'll, they give, take more territory. Give, than give us a call on the landline, and, I'll, uh, and I'll, I can check that out for you on the sumac. And it's 210. Oh, good. Four nine seven three seven six zero. I'll give it again uh, in a minute. Did you have another question, Dom? Well, I was going to say those evergreen sumac all down the side of the Fiesta Texas uh, parking lot. Holy moly, those make a beautiful hedge over there. Pretty, and, pretty uh, foliage. How how much can you uh, cut back an evergreen sumac to have it? Uh, bush out and get a little bit bushier at the bottom instead of being a little bit leggier. You can cut it back as much as you want to. They're, they're tough plants. They're stubborn, though, too. I mean, they don't. Yeah. It's not like a holly. You'll get to maintain that shape. They'll do what they want to do. The reason the reason that they're not so common is because they're held to root. They're hard to root. Any, any sumac is hard to root. I'm pretty sure I have one called aromatic sumac in five-gallon cans, and I think I got your evergreen sumac in 15-gallon. Uh, yeah. Okay. Does that help you? Okay. Spread by, spread by seed. Wonderful. Well, Good deal. Well, here's the number again, 210-497-3760 for the nursery, and then they'll... The cashier will get your number, yeah, and then we'll go check it out and give you a holler. Yeah, they'll, they'll take care of you. Thanks, Delm. Awesome. Bye, Delm. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, we've got to take a quick break and come back. I know we've got, we got to do this one. Back in a moment, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I like that. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Now is the time to head on over to Millburgers and find beautiful color for your yard. And we'll start off talking about roses. Roses are on sale at Millburgers, all sizes, all types, 20% off. You choose what you like. How about knockouts or modern hybrid teas or floribundas or garden roses? Millburgers has them, all 20% off. All types, all sizes, 20% off. 
Millburgers also has Gold Star Esperanza. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous. You've seen them around town. They're beautiful. They're yellow, bell-like flowers. And right now at Millburgers, you'll save on them. They're just nineteen eighty-eight in the twelve-inch pot. Blue Plumbago is another Texas superstar, and it's a San Antonio superstar as it blooms all through the spring and summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers, even in the shade. You'll find them now for just four eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites, so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with Fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com you'll find more savings, with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash plan. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash plan. Find your perfect vacation rental on Tripping.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The new film Chappaquiddick depicts a searing scandal that changed the course of political history. As the only surviving brother of a storied dynasty, 37-year-old Senator Ted Kennedy looked like a sure bet for the presidency in the summer of 1969. But after leaving a boozy party with a 28-year-old female passenger... He drove his car off a bridge. Inexplicably, he waited more than nine hours before notifying local authorities who might have rescued the trapped young woman. The film highlights backstage manipulations involving some of the nation's most powerful figures that rushed the victim's burial without autopsy and treated Ted's political survival as their all-important goal. For those disgusted by today's tawdry politics, Chappaquiddick provides a powerful reminder that corruption and arrogance have long afflicted American public life. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, if we don't get going soon, we're going to miss out on that discounted deal at the store. Uh, Do we really need to go out? The game's coming on in a minute. We need to get this deal before it's gone. Man, there's got to be a better way to save some money. Yes, there is. The Marketplace at 930amtheanswer.com. Really? Yep. You can save hundreds, even thousands on stuff like outdoor equipment, landscaping, flooring, and even discounted deals on tuition for the kids. Get out. All in one place? Yep. If you don't believe me, listen to this guy. Discount deals on big-ticket items for your home improvement projects, landscaping, and tuition for area schools. All at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. So the Marketplace page. Great, guys. Thanks. But now, should I be worried about hearing voices in my head? Nah, you're good. Check out all the great deals at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Trace has been waiting up here to tell you about the plant of the weekend and some other stuff. 
Huh, we're just too too busy with calls. Well, it's a, it's a good problem. That's a have. wonderful problem to have. All right, so let's do, uh, well, first off, I was going to tell them about next weekend. Uh, you want to do that first or plan to the weekend? Uh, weekend, let's, weekend. Do, let's do the Fiesta event. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. It's a good one. It is a good one. All right, you want me to tell them or you want to tell them? You can do it. All right. Next Saturday here at Millburgers, it's the big Fiesta celebration. Uh, so we're going to have food, fun, flowers, and... Um, yeah. Fiesta hats. I was trying to get my last F in there. Um, and Fiesta medals. And Fiesta medals, yeah. So here's the deal. If uh, you come on by next Saturday, we've got uh, fajitas. I didn't mention fajitas. And uh, drinks for a dollar donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. We'll have face painting. We'll have uh, balloon animals for you or the kids. Uh, we those all of those are from ten to two. Uh, in the meantime, during the whole day, uh, you can uh, pick up your Fiesta medal, your Millburgers Fiesta medal, with the iconic uh, horticultural uh, pickup truck. Uh, Calvin didn't like me saying it was cute. Um, that wasn't manly enough. But uh, the um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool medal. Go check it out at millburgernursery.com. It's seven dollars, but Millburgers will turn around and donate that seven dollars to the uh, the Salvation Army here in San Antonio. And on the twenty first, wear your Fiesta hat to Millburgers, and uh, we were looking up Fiesta hats. Are you going to wear yours? I, uh, no. Okay. Right. I might I might try to make one. Uh, so basically, look them up. Uh, they're fun, uh, festive hats uh, that just sort of scream fiesta on them. You'll see them. Uh, they're as big as sombreros, some are as small as caps. So uh, there's lots you can do. But Millburgers will then give you a fiesta medal from Millburgers, and they'll still donate at $7 to the Salvation Army in your name. So uh, it's a lot of fun. All right. So uh, go to millburgernursery.com for more information. And now the plant of the weekend. Weekend, 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 weekend. 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 All right, so we had a, a A choice yesterday, and I sold most of them. Oh, good. And we had a B choice for yesterday, and I sold almost all of them. So then we actually came up with a C choice as well. So number one was A. That's going to be a, a wisteria. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular variety is, uh, I believe, Avery Isles. What I'd say, or excuse me, Amethyst. So this one uh, is a grafted variety. So if you look at the bottom, you can actually see the graft. And that's important on a wisteria. You want to know that it's old enough to bloom. So it either has, you'd want to see the bloom on it when you purchase one, first of all, uh, or see the graft. And this has both. So we've got the, the dangly purple blooms that have great fragrance. And, uh, and we can also see the graft. So this is a great deal on a wisteria. Some wisterias take forever to bloom. So you always want to purchase it in bloom or graft. These are $39.99, five-gallon can. And uh, it's a wonderful vine. Uh, put it against a, uh, uh, a fence or something where it's got something to climb on. If you're patient, you can make them a freestanding tree. I'm not quite that patient. Uh, so kind of cool. Then uh, option two, so plant B, was uh, Cressandra. And we apparently have a lot of uh, UT fans out there. Hook them. So this is, uh, we're down to three, and a Cressandra is a, a shade plant, and uh, there's not too many things that bloom orange in the shade, so this is a, a neat one for that. They're $19.99, and again, there's three left. Uh, real pretty flowers and uh, and dark green leaves. For years, it was sold as a indoor or floral-grade plant, but it can 
function just fine outside in a shady situation. You would have to protect it from cold, though. And uh, then a repeat for Calvin. Mm-hmm. There's a few of the porterweed left, and it's the pink variety. The pink porterweed. Look that up online. You'll see it. And almost every picture you see will have a butterfly on them because apparently butterflies and hummingbirds like them. They'll fight over it, I've heard. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. So there's about a dozen of those left, and those are only six ninety nine. So if any of those interest you, give us a holler, and we'll set them aside. Yeah, so... Uh, Especially it, the UT fans. You need to hurry. Yeah. So... 210-497-3760. That's the number for the nursery. And just tell the, the person that answers uh, that you want the plant of the weekend, the wisteria, the cassandra, or the um, uh, porterweed. And uh, they'll just tell them how many you want, and they'll set them aside for you. And uh, then you can come by and get them tomorrow or Tuesday, whenever you're, uh, it's convenient. But it's a nice service because you're probably running around listening to the show, and maybe you're headed somewhere you got plans for today uh, but that doesn't mean you'll have to miss out on this so 497-3760 hey uh, quick question about the August Beauty yes uh, you got a bunch of them they smell wonderful they do and uh, they're on sale yes. um, the uh, I remember mine being shade is that I, I would grow it as a container plant, although right. some, some people are successful in the ground. No, I've, I did mine as a container, and, and that's, uh, their, that's their recommendation, too, is that, that peat and... Um, right, plant it right, and acidic soil, and you can actually be very successful. Okay, but do I want it to be... Morning, Texas? sun, afternoon, I would, shade. I would, yes. Okay. Morning, sun, afternoon, shade, or really bright filtered light all day would suffice. I think that's where I had mine, was the bright filtered, and it would uh, do well. Okay, well, thanks, Trace. Thank you. All right, Gosh, you're almost out of time. Yeah, let's, let's mention the GVST uh, monthly class, the essentials class, to, coming up tomorrow. And it's not going to be at the garden center. It's going to be at Fannick Garden Center starting at 12 o'clock. Right. For more information on that, go to gardeningvolunteers.org where you can learn which the courses are going to be. For more information on all the activities here at the nursery, go to millburgernursery.com and you can find out about that. Felix, great job today getting all those calls on the air. Thanks to you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.